What is up, Music Junkies? Thank you for joining us for another episode today. So we have Chris Montague from Article Sound System. You know, so uh, we're very, very excited to have him on here. He's got some really interesting things he's going to be talking to us about today. So, Chris, uh, so this is what we usually ask everyone once we get them on our show. So what got you guys started in the music? Because um, I am seeing here that you got started, uh, or at least you founded the band that you're in in 2012, right? Yeah. Awesome. So, so how... Like, how did our band get together, or how did, like, music happen for everybody in the band? Or Everyone for the band. Like, how did it just, like, happen? Like, what's your guys' story? It's a cool story, man. It's I think it's a story of the South Florida music scene and the reggae scene that exists. And so um, I, I played in a band with Fabian, our bassist, um, mm -hmm. before we formed Article, and then we ended up making Article. And along the way, we've had different, like, iterations of the band different singers and along the journey we acquired chris cope our keyboard player and then uh, after that we ended up we snagged adam our drummer um and then eventually logan our our singer mm -hmm. and so yeah i think it just it, it happened out of the the scene here out of the blue no yeah. that's kind of a perfect uh, scenario it sounds like um, you guys all have similar backgrounds I mean obviously I did listen to your music and you have a lot of you know what is it a four-piece band you guys got uh, five five okay so five-piece right? band yeah and it, and it does seem yeah. like y'all have you know a lot of talent there you know you got your keyboardist who's freaking dope your vocalist um, you and then uh, there's there's Fabian on the bass like he's got some pretty sweet stuff too man like Thanks, you definitely yeah. did your you definitely did your part in like the recruiting to like kind of create your your power band. So I, I totally get that. Um, so how yeah. did you get started? Like when did when did music start for you? Like early age or I started playing guitar as a kid, you know, okay. like ten years old ish. And then um I just really got into music and as a younger dude got into the music scene and started like making bands in high school and playing in bands and that sort of thing. Mm. And then that's just carried on through my whole life. You know, I ended up over here. I grew up primarily on the West coast of Florida. Um, and I ended up over here in college and, um, yeah, just been going at it for a long time. And I just love it, man. So, so who would you say is, are your influences? Who did you grow up listening to that got you kind of to where you are now? Well, all right. So I think the big thing that happened for me, so I, I went to uh, North Fort Myers high school and, uh, on the west coast of florida and there was a big ska scene over there when i was a young dude. okay uh, and in florida in general so i think my gateway to reggae other than like kind of your bob marley zone was really the ska music and kind of sublime back then yeah and so that was cool and i got to see like a music scene and go to shows and see bands and then when i ended up over here on the east coast i think that love of ska morphed, morphed more into reggae. There's just a lot more reggae over here. Um, and then I really, really got into reggae once I got over here. And that's, you know, been kind of what I've been working towards for many years now. Yeah, so ska, oh, yeah. I mean, ska is just a fast reggae. You know, it's just a fast, no fucks given reggae. Reggae is, is more chill, right? Like, that, that's how I see it. Or what's your yeah. what's your definition between the two? Well, that's a, you know, listen, so like, what is a genre, right? Every genre kind of has a definitive sound, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I'd be scared to like, 
try to come at this like some expert authority but um it's your opinion no, I, I think you're opinion. correct like listen the the skank rhythm that yeah. occurs in ska music is very similar to the skank rhythm that occurs in reggae it's like almost half time versus double time if you will and so probably if somebody says what makes a song ska they think of like the guitar going chick 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 yeah. and probably a horn a horn section and then what is the sound that defines reggae is probably still the skank you know any song but turns out you know, yeah. go Chink, 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 you know what I mean? So, yeah, they're, they're like relative genres, you know? Okay, so what is your writing process like when you're when you're writing a new song? Because I know you just released one on YouTube, like, just the other day, or uh, when was that, on the 12th? No, no. Um, we, had, we had one just happen on, um, we had a new Sugar Shack come out on Thursday mm -hmm. that I was really stoked on. So yeah. writing, writing in the band, it happens in all different ways. Um, it's really cool. Everybody in the team has like a lot to offer in the process. Hmm. Um, a lot of the lyrics get, uh, Logan and I work on most of the lyrics and we do co-write with people and we try to work with all sorts of people to write, write the tunes. And then we bring it to the band and, uh, everybody kind of puts their spin on it and then we, we get it done, you know? Okay. But so y'all... Y'all stay in like the same spot to do your practicing and like kind of work on stuff, or do you do it remotely and then come together? Um, it, it, it primarily like well, we rehearse, so we rehearse actually at our bass player Fabian's house down the street. Is kind of where we have a rehearsal room, and also that's kind of where we track uh, like nice. drums and things like that if we're recording at home. Um, writing wise, we tend to do a lot of like uh, Logan and I acoustic guitar somewhere just you know we'll meet up somewhere and write tunes mm -hmm. uh, and then yeah we usually come together this last time we've been working on a bunch of tunes a little different we've been doing a lot of pre-production and like logic and stuff um just as a result of everybody being traveling around and all different like quarantine vibes and all sorts of stuff you know makes sense yeah yeah gotcha. so how did you get started doing the um sugar shack sessions man the sugar shack sessions is like the luckiest thing in the world. You know, I honestly, we got the first one. We got invited to come do it. And, um, you know, we went and we did the first one and it's just honestly probably one of the first things that put us on the map at all. I mean, I think everywhere we go, somebody says like, we saw you on Sugar Shack, you know? Yeah. That, so, they're fucking yeah. awesome. The, the, I have oh, no yeah. idea how they get the sound so crisp and beautiful. And it's just amazing. Man. It's inspiring, dude. Honestly, that, that team of people from the first time we like uh, got to meet them and work with them. And then we got to do some other stuff since then, too. You know, we did the first Sugar Shack. We did a we did a Red Bull, this really sick um, party out on like an island out on the golf cart, uh, like uh, mm -hmm. on the golf coast for Red Bull. It was a stand up paddleboard race we did with them. Damn. Uh, we worked with them at Radio Rise Up. Um, and they're just dude, they're like the, the best team of people. They like they're awesome people and they're like super sick at what they do so everything you do with them is just pure fire it's it's really inspiring to be around to watch how they do it yeah it's nuts because nice. that dreams yeah. cover you guys did uh, was amazing logan's oh, voice is just flawless in that in that cover i mean in every song but that cover i was like wow that was awesome. thank you thank you yeah, yeah i think you good. got I think you got like twenty six thousand views on that one on on freaking YouTube. The things, yeah, hey, I enjoyed that, it a lot. 
hope it keeps going, man. That will, you know, that that whole dreams thing is a. We've got a funny ride with that whole situation because we we recorded a cover of Dreams. We put out a thing, we put out some videos months ago, mm-hmm. of of live performances. We called it the Okeechobee sessions, and we recorded mm-hmm. Dreams in that session because we had been doing it as a cover. And then between then and like now is when the Dog Face 420 thing blew yeah. up. So then we made this funny video with Chris Cope. Well, I mean, it's not a funny video. Cope just did the freaking cranberry thing with the yeah, skateboard. Right? But then his video of the cranberry juice on our YouTube started becoming like our top performing YouTube video. And it like, oh, man. It, it outperformed even like our cover of Dreams. So that one has like 40,000 views. But what's funny is it gets like so much hate. The comments are yeah, like, it's like be original. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're a bunch of posers. But funny enough, we just answer all the comments like chill, and we actually converted a couple haters to fans, so it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Your detractors will definitely become your biggest promoters if you can win them over. Usually, it's just yeah, they want to be seen and heard. I think I don't know. <laughs> but when we got to go back to the Sugar Shack, we were like, you know what? Look, it's like the song is still popular. We feel like we have a cool version of it. We figured why not put it on their platform and hopefully it'll go go yeah. bigger. You know. Sweet, Chris. So what would you say your favorite song that you guys have written so far is, and why? Ooh. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to have to stick to, so we've been working on a new album, and I can't okay. tell you about any of those. So I'm, my, <laughs> you could give us breadcrumbs, Chris. Come on. My favorite tunes are probably in there, but I will say probably of the stuff we have released now, my favorite tune. Well, we just put it. We put out "Pull Me Close" the other day, and "Pull Me Close" is probably one of my favorite ones um, right now. It's hard to pick. I like them all. They're all weird and different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's hard to narrow it down. That's a that's a hard question. So everyone's favorite, it seems like I'm gonna say say that because it has the most streams. Is "Easy Road." Yeah, Easy it seems Road, like that's listen, the most I, popular I love- song. It's hard for me to pick because especially like on the Time EP and stuff, I co-wrote all the songs on there. So I have this like soft spot for all of them. Like they're all my favorite. But Easy Road was really cool how that song came about. And I, I really love that song. Yeah. So uh, Changes was it's probably my favorite song. And I watched okay. that video and I seriously, I felt like I was fucking high watching that video. <laughs> that is such a trippy video. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> How was how was it filming, dude? Now? It was awesome. So we we've been we've worked twice now with this uh, director from Nashville named Casey Pierce. He he also did the time uh, video if you've seen that. And so he, he had this idea to do the song changes, but like present the idea of going through changes as like the waves you may go through if you're like having a psychedelic experience at a house party. Okay. So that that is what it's meant to be. That's why you see Logan is having these like her, moments where her eyes get yeah, yeah. small and like at different moments the the scene is more blurry or whatever. So like it was um that was a lot of fun to film that one. We did that actually. That's at my brother's house, my brother Stuart and his wife Sarah's house. And Shout uh, out. yep, yep. And it was awesome because anytime you do a house party video, you get to have like your friends and your family. And so I I love that video because I love to see it and see everybody and. Uh, 
but I thought Casey killed it. I don't know if you could have seen it. You know, it looks so cool in the video. Not that it wasn't cool to be hanging out there, but everything looks so like, you know, it's so crazy. It looks like a crazy ass party. And then you get Logan all high and shit. It makes me feel like I'm (laughs) tripping out. I'm like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) I bet you that 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 video is nothing like how everything went down when you were there like you remember it differently but the video seeing it it probably just blew your mind the first time you saw it i'm guessing well you never know but i will say there was a scene we cut from the beginning we did a scene i think it might be on our instagram because we put it mm-hmm. up later like the intro scene that we cut um, and I, I can't, I'm not good about movies, man. I can't remember. There was some film reference we were doing where we actually, in the, in the beginning of the video, we jump out of the truck and go into the house, yeah. but there was a scene where we were in the truck talking and like Chris Cope is like bugging out and everybody is like, is, is it being insinuated that we're like taking drugs and then, but we, we cut that scene just cause I, I don't know. It just, it was like a little bit long and we're a really new band. So we were like, man, we don't want to like. We don't want to try to get people to sit through 20 seconds of our like acting bore people you know? bore people that early i'm not saying it was boring i'm just saying yeah you know, no that, that's no, kind of what to the music your mind is going through yeah <laughs> so but, yeah. Who, what bands have you guys toured with what are your, some of your favorite um people that you played with oh man everybody that we've gotten to play with is awesome and then um, i'm a big i'm a big fan like of um the U.S. reggae scene that we get to play in. So for me, it's like always dope. And mm. actually, I was just uh, I was scoping you guys' podcast out to see what I was getting into, and I watched your episode with Zeb. Yeah. And Zeb's dope. I got to meet him. One of the last tours we did before everything shut down was with Fortunate Youth and Pacifier. Okay. Mm. And uh, that's where I met Zeb. Actually, <laughs> he was drumming for Fortunate Youth, and so that was sick. We've been out on the road with. Um, with the hip abduction, they're actually the first guys to take us out on the road. And that band is, if you haven't ever, I don't know if you guys know of them, but they're just insanely badass. Um, Oh God, man, Pacifier's awesome. We went out on the road with Bally, who took us on our first kind of like national tour. Um, And we've done just different little various runs around Florida and stuff with bands like The Green. I love The Green. You know? Yeah, the Hawaii, Hawaii reggae vibes. Oh, yeah. So those guys are too good, though. You watch them at the end of the night after you're set and you're like, what? You know, know, it's funny (laughs) because my brother actually showed me who the green was and they were playing in Warp Tour before Warp Tour got shut down. It's crazy because you not there's, you know, a lot of different genres are Warp Tour, but it's mainly metal, screamo, emo, punk. And then for a reggae band we play, my brother brought a CD. He's like, I saw them at Warped Tour. My brother is a gangster. He's he used to have bald head, you know, tattoos everywhere. So it's it's funny him at Warped Tour. But uh, he brought me a CD. He's like, I found them at Warped Tour. I was like, what the fuck were you doing at Warped Tour in the first place? And what is a reggae band doing there? And not that I have a problem with it. And fucking fell in love with them <laughs> ever since. So yeah. you said you toured quite a bit. Um... I saw that you have something coming up for May 27th to May 30th in Monterey, California for the California Roots Festival. Are you guys still on for that or with the whole COVID thing? I I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Whenever that comes back, you know, obviously it's been pushed back a couple of times, but, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll be there. Whenever Cali Roots is like we're back on, I can assure you that we'll make our way there for that. Um, Excellent. 
Yeah, I mean, we honestly didn't do that much touring, really. We've done, we got to do a couple of super sweet tours, and then like the world shut down. We were in the midst of doing, and that's who I forgot to. We were out, out on the road with the Expendables, and of good nice. nature, but everything shut down. So that would have been a big tour, um, you know. But yeah, all the tours are awesome. We love touring, and um, all the bands that we've toured with have been just dope. So from one musician that's toured to another. What would one have to have before they embark on that journey? In your opinion, you know, you've done it, you know, it's just picking your brain a little. Yeah, you got to have, I think the most important thing is probably your, your mentality. You have to have, uh, you have to be willing and able to maintain like a cheery disposition uh, in hard circumstances because uh, it's a tough job. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a tough job, especially in the beginning. So I think that's probably the most important thing. You got to really want to do it and find enjoyment in it, you know, even when it gets a little dicey. If you can't do that, it might be a little tough. Yeah. How many songs should you have under your belt? How many songs? Yeah, should you have on like a like an album that you're going to be bringing your music to play? Um. Dude, I mean, I don't know. We've, we've been touring. All, all the work we've done so far is on a five-song EP and, like, two singles. No so shit. I, yeah, so I think that it's mostly about you're going to all, you know, I think any any musician or band should always be crafting, like, bajillions of songs. You should make tons of songs. Um, and then it's really just about just trying your best to be in the industry and get out there and do it. And then once you're in that scene do your best to be as cool and chill and and uh help everything that's happening around you know what i mean there's a lot of moving yeah. parts when you're out there on the road there's multiple bands and all those bands have different people working with them and around them in the venues so you just always want to be solving problems and like staying out of the way and that's Makes sense. That is, and, you know not killing each other and it's it's tough man. hopefully not <laughs> so how has COVID impacted article sound. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I'm, same as everybody else. I think we're extremely lucky. Um, our band is really lucky, I think, in the situation that we got caught in. Nobody has been, you know, we've all gone through certainly plenty of struggles and, and issues, just like everybody else has. But everybody's doing okay. We're still working on music. Uh, you know, we still own our band. Yeah. <laughs> and so... We're ready, you know, we're ready and hopeful that soon things will start to come back to normal. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's kind of a a weak answer, but it's been all right. Let's just say it like that. You know, it's been okay. I mean, that's that's good. That's the best answer. Yeah, it's optimistic. Yeah. You know, you're looking forward to it. I'm yeah. sure things will set itself right eventually. I mean, so did it get? Did it boost? Did it push push you guys to um, start writing that new album that you're working on? Oh, I bet you they had to adapt quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, you know, honestly, you know, we're talking now about how long are we talking now? We're talking a like year. a year. Exactly. A year. So the first thing that happened is we all came home. I mean, we were in Texas, man, and then it was like they're closing the country down. We came back to Florida as quick as we could because we were we were also scared at that point. It was so new. Were they going to, like, block the borders of the states and stuff? So, yeah. When the hatchet finally dropped, it was like we drove through the night from Texas and came straight home. And then it was wow. the same as everybody else where there was like, I'd say the first month of it, everybody was just kind of trying to be quarantined and stay at home and freaked out. 
And so there were several months of everybody just kind of in a state of like, you know, checking in on each other, doing our thing. And um, yeah, I'd say there were many months where really we didn't do a damn thing because the whole world was just like frozen and everybody was in different degrees of like figuring out how to deal with all this stuff. But Mm -hmm. then once, once that phase of everything kind of, you know, I, I feel like there was a tipping point when people were like, oh, oh, it's not coming back to normal like yeah. next month, you know? And once that happened, I think we just like, you know, everybody kind of settled to what's going on. And, and yeah, and then the cool thing is we wrote a lot of tunes and um, I'm pretty stoked on that, you know? That's awesome. So you write a lot of tunes. Now, how many songs would you say are in your little black book of unfinished songs? Um... I don't know, quite a few, but I'm not that prolific. I actually, I set a goal this year. We're trying to write a lot of songs and I'm trying to branch out and write with others uh, a lot Mm -hmm. more. Um, But, you know, I just try to write as much as possible and with people I work with. You know, I set my goal. I think I'd have to open my little spreadsheet, but I don't know. Me personally, I'm I'm moving slow. I'm not doing so good, but I'm at like 14 or 15 songs this year or something. That's pretty good. So... I want to know the band dynamic, like who's the asshole of the band, who's the serious (laughs) guy, who's the joker, who's, you know, what's the dynamic? What are y'all stereotypes? (laughs) I'm I'm the asshole of the band. I'm usually the asshole, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, I think probably, I think if anybody else was on the podcast, they would all do the same thing and be like, I'm the asshole of the band. Um... (laughs) but no man our our crew first of all is awesome i feel really lucky to have the type of personality types that have like come together everybody in our band is very different but it like really works out well so you know like uh i guess i'll just start we have logan who's our lead singer and she's just wonderful and very nice and she does a great job of always being like just so nice and thoughtful with people so everywhere we go people like i feel like they love our band because they get to meet her and and uh, so she's awesome part of the team. We got Fabian, the bassist, is our, uh, he's like our rock man. He's the most calm personality. He's the most <laughs> consistent. And he's also the most, he's uh, the most analytical and he's like our technology guru. So anything technological that goes down, you can assure that he had something to do with that. Um, Chris Cope. You know, I'll make him the joker, if you will, but everybody in our band jokes pretty hard. But Cope is is the man. He always is there to cheer us up, and he's just a, a he's just a musical son of a bitch. That guy, he just you know, he's gonna find his way to any piano or whatever, and always be singing for us and cracking everybody up. And then Adam, Adam is awesome. Adam is like our social butterfly. We like to beat up on him. He's the youngest guy in the band, so we really pick on him pretty hard. Well, his last uh, name means struggle, so go easy on the guy. Come on. No, I'm just I know. I know. Oh, man. Yeah. And he knows, too. We joke about that, too. No, Adam Adam is absolutely the man, and uh, we just we adore him. And uh, the best thing about him is he's such a people person, man. The guy knows everybody on earth, and I can just send him anywhere and be like, go meet these people. And he can just meet anybody, and just he's amazing. Um, and then they make fun of me. I'm the oldest guy in the band. Adam's the youngest. I'm the oldest, and they make fun of me all the time. They sound like the band grandpa. They band like grandpa. to make me out. Yeah, they like to make me out. Here, I'll show you. They gave me this. They like to make me to be out the boring guy. They awarded me this plaque. 
Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so so everyone's a joker pretty much absolutely man yeah they i don't know if you've watched any of our like comedic videos or anything but they're all down to clown around that's awesome that's awesome so who who is someone you want to collab with Ooh. Mm. revolution for sure that would be sick that would be super sick um I'm trying to think of I mean, man, I'm honestly, I like collaborating with everybody. If I could just pick like a wild anybody I want in the world to work with me right now, like my favorite reggae artist is Protege, so I guess I just pick him. Okay. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Dang. All right. Well, <clears throat> well shoot. Um, I can't really talk about anything new that's coming out, so that's a big bummer. But uh, let's see. I got, I got, yeah, I, I got a question. All right. Yeah. So I asked this to Zeb and Victor from Tribal Seeds. Um, okay. So what do you think about the new pop reggae? Like the, you know, how reggae has transitioned to the raw. I mean, there's still a lot of raw artists in reggae, but it's transitioned to a lot of pop. Um, you know, Go not, from not Sizzla really. to Damien. <laughs> right, so right. What, right. Do you, yeah, what do you so... think? Because you guys, you guys are like... A, I would I would say you guys are like right in the middle. You guys have the rawness of the raw music, but you also have that kind of newer the synthesizer and stuff like that. So you have a little bit of well, both. The real question and what you're really starting to dabble in here is is you know reggae is a music that has kind of a historical significance from Jamaica and it's yeah. rooted in like the suffering of a people and like the you know, and so there's always this question of like, if somebody does a different type of reggae, is it not like, you know what I mean? So I personally, I'm not scared at all of the word pop because it means that something's popular. I think that when it comes to music, it's either just good or it's not. And yeah. so if you have a dope song that's reggae and it exists in the pop world, I think that's awesome, man. And I wish there was more of that. I think there will be more of that. Um, and yeah, I, I think anybody that can reggae as long as you're respectful to the genre. Um, I'm cool with pop reggae or any any sound. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm never gonna come across and try to be like a a reggae snob or something and be like, that's Fucking, not really yeah. for you to yeah. your history thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good answer. That's a real good answer. Okay, so I do have a question for you. Um, I do know that you play guitar and you do sing. So, when you are writing, do you go with a verse first, or do you try to write the hook and then build around it? That's a good question. I think that mo like it all happens in every direction, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but I'd say the average thing that happens, I think the hook usually comes out first, just because it's like. If you're sitting down and you're starting to wrestle with the song, it's like, what is the song about? And so, like, the moment where the song really says what it's about is the hook, you know? So, so how do you, that. like, how do you put it in? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how do you piece everything together once you got something? Yeah, like, make, making the arrangement? Yes. Um... You know, and that also happens in all different ways. So, you know, usually we try to finish writing a tune 
and in that way the song will be kind of laid out at that point mm -hmm. you know like whatever patterns to be verse chorus or whatever and then once we get down to the instrumentation you know unless we're like playing it we say hey we should switch it or something usually it ends up pretty much in that order we figured out from the beginning um I don't know. I feel like a song is a puzzle and they solve them. You know, you have to solve them. So I, I think they kind of dictate themselves as they get going, you know, because everywhere is like, oh, it feels like it should do this now, you know? Yeah. And do you guys, you guys record everything and produce everything yourself or? Looks like it. Um, well, no, I mean, like we, we do, we do a lot of, of work, like on the front end, I would say we do a tremendous amount of pre-production. So like if I speak to, for example, the time, the time EP, or even the last two singles, Traffic and Unfortunate, we actually recorded those at um, a buddy's studio in town. His name's Dean Fishback. He has a studio, Seven Hills Studio in, um, down in Hollywood, Florida. Um, and he helped us to, so time was self-produced with the help of Dean. Um, and, and we recorded it there. Um, then the the second two sing the the two singles after traffic and unfortunate we also recorded at Dean's house, and we self produced. But then we had them mixed by a friend of ours, um, in Deerfield, uh, Nico, and those are super fire. And he took a production role in that to kind of like swap some of the sounds out and make them what they are. And then um, this new album we're working on is one of the first ones we'll do with a, a producer. So that's exciting. Oh, so like an actual producer, someone to come in and, oh, that's, that's how, how are you going to adapt to someone else coming in and, you know, taking over that role when you guys have been doing it? Do you think it'll oh, be hard? <laughs> that would be a pain in the rump. You know, but that's also another spot where um, we're really Good. lucky to have, we, we have an open-minded band, dude. Like everybody in our band is super open-minded, so um and uh and they're always they're really open to learning so yeah no mm -hmm. problems there man we, we like to collaborate and learn from others yeah, you know? I mean, that's that's the best way to go about it because if you go in you know like, no i want to do everything myself you'll never be able to work <laughs> with a producer i feel attacked mario fuck off <laughs> i was i was staring right at you anyways i know you were <laughs> how many instruments do you fucking own because i could see behind you like how do you how many do you have i'm almost there well, <laughs> let me let me preface this so we actually we my wife and i ran a music school and a small music store for many years we closed it during uh, covid 19 shit got really crazy but um i don't know if that makes any like excuse for my guitar collecting problems but we actually we also teach music out of this room so these aren't all mine up here um but I don't know. We got a bunch of instruments, dude. We've just been, you know, I'm lucky. I've been, I've acquired guitars over the years and I've been playing guitar a long time. So, oh yeah, your know. grandpa, I forgot about that. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> no, but we got Is a that a bass or a uke up there on the, on, I think that's your left, your back left? Let's just go check it out. Let's see. There's a bunch of stuff, actually. And so we did, my wife plays ukulele. Hold on. How do I flip this? Okay. Thing? So that is a uke. Yeah, that's a uke on the front. Then this is a ukulele guitar. Damn. This is an old Fender I had back in the day. This is my first guitar, actually. I just got this recently. My mom my mom moved, and so she was kind of like... on strings. I freaking love it. This Classics is are my favorites. It, yeah, I love this one. And then this is my sweet new uh, Paul Reed Smith. They gave us... Um, 
dude it's so sick it's like a dream come true they gave us two to use for the sugar shack sessions yeah so the the black one that logan was playing and that one um we got and they're very badass dude they're wonderful and then i don't know we got a bunch of weird stuff the u-bass is cool if you ever get a chance to mess around with the u-bass this was this was my main guitar for many many years man the fender and then that looks like a an ingve malmsteen version kind of I don't know if you know who he is, but he's got a really oh, sweet yeah. Telecaster. This is well. This is my yellow, my yellow Stratty. Um, oh, she pretty. Yeah, this thing's a gig monster. And then, um, but my main thing lately has been the PRS. Um, mm. This one's sick. This thing is fucking sick. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh hell yeah, that's just like this. One. Yeah. Oh, my microphone. Oh. Man down, man down. I came unplugged. Dude, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to get you all excited. He got all that. excited. <laughs> you see, you put a guitar in front of Jake, and you just like. This I was gonna cool show too. you my Paul Reed smooth. Like, it's just like that one. Wow, that's trippy. Ooh. Yeah, this thing is sick, dude. This Ooh. is the. Uh, this is the Gibson Zoot suit. It's like a. It's kind of like a skateboard deck kind of. Vibe. I was. I was about to ask. Mm, that looks like literally. a bunch of skate skate decks just put together, compressed together. Yeah, man. So, anyways, but I really don't. I mean, honestly, I have. Um, it looks like a ton of guitars, but a lot of them are kind of like family things that have been kicking around. Yeah. And through owning the music school, we have like, I don't know, we've been lucky to acquire some stuff along the way. So, and so, I, uh, I, you know, are you guys all living? Uh, well, I mean, you you're teaching music and you have your own business, but uh, are the other band Close. members like living off the music, or do they all have like you know the nine to five jobs or the you know, little part-time jobs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So everybody does different stuff. Um, you know, uh, our bassy Fabian, he works for a big um, cannabis company actually in town here. And he was actually working kind of remote while we were on the road anyway. So he's been cool with that whole deal. Um, Adam, our drummer, the same way, he works with a, um, he's like a sales rep for a CBD company in town. Um, our piano player, Chris Cope, he, he teaches a lot and he gigs a lot. So he's kind of the same boat as me doing his thing. Um, you know, Logan does all sorts of various stuff from like nannying kids and just whatever. Uh, who did I leave out? No, that's everybody. Yeah. So we're all just, you know, like I said, we're really lucky, man, the way that the whole thing unfolded for us, we were, we were able to like maintain and, and be all right for the most part, you know, yeah, it wasn't easy, but everybody made it through it. Nobody like, you know. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so that's yeah. pretty much everything i have jake do you have any more questions no i think i'm pretty much good outside of the fact of like you guys obviously love fleetwood mac <laughs> oh yeah dude well we love i mean yeah. listen we, we really love like a lot of eclectic tastes in music that's the other crazy thing i mean it's wild riding in the van when everybody takes over the different music but yeah we love we love all sorts of stuff but especially like classic rock and, and stuff like that yeah. Okay. A little versatility there. That's good. Well, I mean, now's your chance. If you have uh, anything you'd like to say to our listeners or your listeners that may be watching the podcast, you know, any upcoming stuff. Yeah. I just want to tell everybody, you know, that we're hopeful that some shows are going to come online. Things are starting to book. We feel like hopefully soon we'll get to get out there and play. Mm-hmm. Um, we promise we've been working really hard and really diligently on something that's going to be super sick when it's ready, which will be soon, hopefully um and yeah we've got a bunch of sugar shacks rolling out so just keep tuning into those and i feel like um 
Yeah, the main thing is just hang in there. I feel really pos uh, positive towards like the fall coming up. I, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff start happening. Awesome. Well, thank Sweet. you again. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, well, if there's anything you need, you know, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to hear from you again. Maybe get you on the show again in the future to kind of check on you, see how you're doing and what's new and coming up with you. But uh, right on. thank you so much for your hey, time today, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for showing an interest in our band. And, you know, maybe we'll circle back when the album's ready and I'll drag some of the other members on here. We'll hang out. Hell yeah. There That's we awesome. go. There we go. Sweet. Well, that was Chris from the Article Sound System. I. I love that band. Honestly, I started listening to them. I saved pretty much all their songs, so I'm going to bump them. Um, if you haven't heard them, they're great. You reggae. It's, it's hard to classify them, as, as he said. You know, he, they have a lot of different sounds, but um, they are like a newer age reggae type. And, you know, and they have the, the Florida beach vibe, so, you know, you could get down, down and you know, party with the, some of their music, but yeah. oh, you can party with all their music, man. All their music's fantastic. And if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely go check them out. Um, I don't know if we we're gonna have any links in our description, but yeah, chances are you follow our Instagram and other stuff. Also, don't forget to go to our merch store and check out what we have. You know, maybe support us. And uh, as as we mentioned before in one of our previous <coughs> podcasts, we'll we'll bring you on, we'll give you a little shout out on the show. You know, just to say thank you for supporting us the way that we hope for so yeah yeah we also have a donate button at the in the description you know help us uh, anything keep, keep keeping on and again we'll shout you out anything you want you know and if you want to listen to anyone uh let me know now because we're getting booked definitely faster, give us some faster faster than we can keep up i mm -hmm. have probably like 40 messages pending messages that i have not responded to because i'm already booked <laughs> we're booked what five weeks right now basically Six, back to back five weeks yeah back to back of interviews this season's going to be the longest season ever um we're not going to stop we're going to keep going and keep going until we can't no more so if you have anyone you want on the show please let us know we'll run a poll and if people like you know like like it we'll Hit them up. So, well, well, once again, for Mario and I, we love you guys. Take it easy, and we'll see you next week. Stay safe.